0: This is the MMA Takes Podcast MMA Takes podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Brian Petrie. Hey, hey, oh, 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 what's going on? Hopefully you're tuning in because we're on video. You see my fat face on video. You got to love it. You're also on audio, right? Podcast isn't going to change that much. You're going to get the audio. You're going to get the video. And, uh, yeah, this is something I've been wanting to do for a while. I've teased it. I know I'm a guy that says a lot on the podcast, and sometimes I don't do it because life happens. I'm a busy guy. But this is something. Got a new program. Working out the kinks. Trying to add some stuff. Trying to get on the YouTube platform. My wife's like, hey. I got this shit flying around me. She's like, hey, you got to build your brand on more than one platform. You know, I'm heavy on Twitter. I love Twitter. Do YouTube. Do IG. But, you know, so we're, we're, we're trying to hear pick them for UFC fight night, something, 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 EGA zombie. I don't know the numbers. June 19th, this Saturday. Ooh, let's go. I got my reds on shout out reds. Since Cincinnati reds are hot right now. They're hot right now. Uh, just like I'm about to be hot for this card. I feel like I got some winners here. Um, card top to bottom. There's some interesting fights. There's fighters that have been off for a while. There's fighters that have had weight issues. Um, There's fighters that, you know, some people don't even know about. But I think since I've dove into the nooks and crannies of it, I do think there's some real potential here for uh, some motherfucking fireworks. Motherfucking fireworks is what I... uh, is What I anticipate so without further ado again, they usually I, I'm gabbing blah. Hey, listen to this man at work Look at my daughter did but not nah, we're getting into the fights. We're serious here and look how serious we are. Boom I got graphics. I got motherfucking graphics. They're not great. Okay, so if you're watching this video wise MMA takes podcast on YouTube I made these in keynote on my Mac. Okay, they're not fantastic. I'm not I'm gonna get better. Okay Cut me some slack. I'm giving you some visuals I'm going to get it better. Okay, so here we go. I, I, I haven't been practicing any of these names. There's a name up here I'm terrified to say. We'll get to it when I get to it. But Laura Propio Prokpio. She's a minus 155 favorite versus Casey O'Neill, plus 125 underdog. Uh, listen, Casey O'Neill impressed me in her UFC debut. I know it was against Shannon Dobson. Guys, I know. Stop me. Don't comment. I know. Shannon Dobson. Brooke is one-on-one in the UFC against Carol Rosa and Molly McCann. Molly McCann's a good win. She lost uh, to Carol Rosa, who sometimes is that bitch. You know what I mean? Not a bad loss. She's one-on-one. Solid prospect. I, you know, in case anyone impressed me, though, I like. So she's Scottish that moved to Australia and now training in Vegas. So I think she's doing the right things. Um, she's definitely doing the right things the way she looks. Hey, blah, <laughs> If I had a drum thing, that would be, be, be perfect. Got to get that note. Casey Newell is definitely easy on the ice, but she's also a very, very talented fighter. So is Procbio. This is going to be a fight that's going to be ju- uh, decided by the judges. So whatever that prop is, put everything on it. This is going to this is going over whatever rounds they set it at. Probably two and a half. This is going over that. This is going to be a judge's decision. I see this being a back and forth fight. Who's going to control the grappling? Casey O'Neill, I just think, is just that a little bit tougher and a little bit more aggressive. And I'm going Casey O'Neill. I'm going dog hunting right away, baby. Dog hunting right away. Dogs are barking for me. And uh, yeah, Casey O'Neill's is my pick, plus 125 underdog. On Kick the night off with an underdog. My confidence level is maybe six out of 10. You never know what you're going to get with judges. You never know what you're going to get with, uh, with a female fight. I do think this fight is going to be very close. So, it, you know, plus 125 on a close fight. This is a value pick. I think both these women match up pretty well. We haven't seen enough. O'Neill is undefeated, but she hasn't fought a ton of competition. Uh, Laura Procopio is only 7-1. She only has eight fights. These are very young women in their, in their early career. So anything can happen. But if you're going to give me plus 125 over a girl who... On a UFC debut, finish a veteran. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. And I know it was Shayna Dobson. Get off the dick. I know. Let's move on. Let's move on. Next fight. Joaquin Silva versus Rick Glenn. Ricky Glenn is what they have on Tapology. Did he change his name to Rick to Ricky? Because I got to tell you, I'm in favor of it. I'm in favor of it. I co- if, if your name's Tommy or Tom, I'm calling you Tommy. Your name's Bill. I'm calling you Billy. I'm adding wise to your fucking name. That's just what I do. Although I don't call Tim, Timmy. I call him Timbo. But you can't really go Bilbo, right? So Timbo has a that unique word where you can add a bow to it and it looks fucking fire. Anyway, this fight is fucking a banger. Secret banger no one's talking about. Joaquin Silva built like a shit brick house. Dudes ripped up. Had a really good fight against Nasrat, uh, Nasrat Haparazos last time out. Got caught. It's okay. Got knocked out, but he gave hell in that first round before that. He beat uh Jared Gordon back in 2018. He's been off for a little bit, right? We haven't seen this guy too much. Don't know. Uh, some people might know. I don't know. Is it steroids? Is it, you're too good looking. You got to get tattoos. Don't know, but he has fought some good guys, has some good wins over grapplers, over strikers, uh, knocking out Jared Gordon's no slouch. And then you got Ricky Glenn. Okay. I'm going to go Ricky Glenn. This is a guy I was hiring. I saw him world series of fighting. I was like, wow, This tall, rangy bastard's pretty fucking good on his feet. I think he was a Duke Rufus guy at the time. Not currently sure where he is at now. uh, And has had some really good uh, little victories in UFC. Very inconsistent. Which is a word I'm probably going to be saying a lot tonight. He was a little inconsistent in in most of his uh, fights um, in the UFC. But he does have a dominating win over Gavin Tucker who is at the top of the heap. His last loss comes from Kevin Aguilar back in 2018. We haven't seen this motherfucker in motherfucking <laughs> three years, and he was supposed to come back in 2020 against Carlton Minus, and now you're getting Joaquin Silva. Hush, whoo, tough. That's a tough draw. Uh, lines are 118 uh, Silva, uh, one uh, minus minus 118 Silva, minus 106 Ricky Len. It's right there as a pick'em. I'm actually a little surprised by this line. I, I realize both guys aren't setting the world on fire currently in the MMA world. They've been out for a little bit, but Silva. I think he just has that next level striking. I think he can mix it up a little bit better. I think Rick Glenn, the time off might be good for him. But when you got two strikers with the time off, timing is going to be off. And, the, and, and Rick Glenn is not a power puncher. He's definitely more of a combination puncher. Gets better as the fight goes. Um, he's not going to put you out one punch. I think Silva can put you out one punch, one kick, one whatever. I'm going Silva here. Um, this is a fight I like. I like betting pick em fights. I'm a fucking crazy son of a bitch. I'm crazy. I like picking, picking fights because I like being right. People like to run away. There's no value. There's no value on that. You been picking with, no yeah, you're right. And they're right. But I have an ego to fill. So if you're picking a fight with no value, I'm going to put a uni on them so I can be right to feed this ego. Is it right? No, no, it's wrong. It's the wrong way to do it. Do the opposite of what I'm doing. But I do like Silva in this fight. I think it's a very interesting fight. Both guys have been off for a little bit. I'm I'm, I'm curious to see uh what shows up, who shows up, how they show up, and uh, who shows out. That would be that's the biggest, biggest question there. All right, next up you got Josh Parisian versus Rogue Martinez. Parisian, Martinez, excuse me, Parisian is a minus 132 favorite. Rogue Martinez, plus 107. These fucking lady killers, man. These two beautiful, beautiful sons of bitches. Uh, listen, this fight, um, I don't love it on paper. Again, I have heavyweight fights, low level heavyweight fights there, you know, there, there's a lot to be left desire. Josh Prison was on the ultimate fighter. I think he was on twice. Finally got a contract, made his U S debut against Parker Porter, which is the best name for a steakhouse anywhere. And this guy's a fighter. When he retires, just open a steakhouse, dude. I got, I got it for you, but go get the LLC. I mean, we're, we're here. I guess Rogue Martinez, who, you know, undersized height-wise, very heavy-set gentleman, has a head like a fucking brick wall. Um, And I just think he's just not going to be able to really match up well with a guy like Parisian. He's a little bit taller. He's going to dance around a little bit. Um, I'm not super excited for this fight. I see Rogue Martinez coming on at the end, um, just being a a, a tough-as-nails dude. But I'm I'm gonna go Parisian here. That's a fight I'm I'm not looking forward to. Okay, I'm probably not gonna bet it. Probably gonna stay away from it. Both middling heavyweights. This is what my guy Christian has struck gold on. He loves betting these fights. Um, Not me. Scare me. They scare me away with these fucking heavyweights. These guys got big hands and they swing big. I don't want any part of that. I don't want any part of it. All right. Next up, Matt Sellensberger plus 140 versus Chaos Williams minus 177. Great matchmaking! Shout out the matchmakers because I love this fight. Matt Sellensberger is a guy come from Maryland, Frederick Maryland. Shout out Frederick Maryland, undefeated UFC. He only has two losses outside the UFC that are you know a little bit of a go, and I think it was before he really started training. Made his UFC debut against Carlton Minus, and then knocked out Jason Witt in like 15 seconds. In uh, in his second fight in the UFC, so the minus fight gave me a little pause. I was on Jason Witt as an underdog last time uh, Sullinsberger fought. I thought he could out wrestle Sullinsberger. Sullinsberger took some time off. He's not leaving Frederick Maryland. I think he's probably going down to um where Sadiq Yusuf trains at Lloyd Irvin. Possibly that's the only other camp I know in Maryland. If not, he's standing at a small gym and he's going against chaos. Williams who last time out lost to Michelle Pereira before that was just knocking everyone dead was undefeated before, or excuse me, was not here. One loss before the Michelle Pereira fight and just really couldn't go and get it going. Um, Michelle Pereira is a, uh, a unique guy. Has a unique style to him, and it's just hard to kind of catch up with him and hard to uh, get a timing on and get a beat on of him. Chaos Williams is not the most technical striker in the world. He's very plodding, very pushy forward, has some good kicks, has some good skills. The thing that separates him above anybody is his fucking power. His power is absolutely devastating. Selensberger, though, I feel like is, is a good size for his weight class, and he just could be a fucking bully in there, man. He knows that he has to watch out. I think he's a thoughtful fighter. I think he's a thinking fighter. I think he's just not going to go in there and swing, slang and bang. And the 15-second knockout he got last time isn't going to get into his head like, well, I can do that to anybody. You got to be careful going against a guy like Chaos Williams. And how Chaos Williams wants to get that Pereira loss back. You know, he he hit Pereira some big shots and and just really didn't perform like we all thought he would. But he showed a little bit of cardio. He showed he went three rounds. I think that was a learning experience for a guy who uh, was knocking people dead, but still needs to clean some stuff up. He definitely isn't a perfect fighter. This is a perfect matchup. Two young studs right here coming up. What are we going to get? I'm going to go dog, though. I'm going to go dog and I'm going to go burger plus 140 is just a great value play. I think he is better kind of everywhere than chaos i think chaos has the power and i think that's about it i think Sellensberger is good in the clinch can get the fight to the ground i don't think he's lights out on the ground but he can make this fight ugly really wear on williams here we haven't really seen williams grappling on that much let's see him really get tested here let's see him get pushed i think selensberger has a motor and uh he does obviously have power he has power he has good striking um he's just got to be mindful of, of not getting too confident in there with williams because williams will put your fucking lights out. Take your head off. So you gotta be careful against Chaos Williams. Um, but I like the dog plus one forty. Give me the dog. Give me the motherfucker. And this is a fight I'm gonna play too. I I, I like this line. Uh, Sullinsberger again. This is this is a good matchup. I know a lot of people are fading Chaos Williams. This is probably gonna be a popular underdog pick as my prediction because of his his loss and he was coming off some big knockouts. Had a lot of hype. That doesn't really scare me away because he fought a really solid dude. I'm just going based on value and matchmaking. I think this is this is a good matchmaking fight, and I think this is a good spot for uh, Selensberger here. So let's move on to v- uh, Vima Janadaroba versus Kanato Morata. I really like this fight. So you have Jiu-Jitsu. Versus wrestling. Murata made a UFC debut and just absolutely dominate. Stud wrestler. Vima's last fight was against Mackenzie Dern. Where, you know, Vima is is an incredible grappler herself. Jiu-Jitsu, black belt, I'm sure, over and over again. Jiu-Jitsu champion. And Mackenzie Dern just kind of shut her down and, and and did what she wanted. This fight's going to be interesting because Murata wants to get the fight to the ground. And that's what Jan wants wanted. So when you get grappler versus grappler you could get a stalemate on the feet. So, who's going to win on the feet, right? Both similar size. They're both, I think, a little undersized for 115, but they are both the similar size. So, it's not going to be too much of a size uh, advantage for either one of these fighters. But listen, you know, it's tough. You know, I, I respect the Brazilians. I respect... But I respect wrestling more. I think wrestling wins. I'm going dog again, Murata, I think, is just going to be out-positioning Janjiroba. I think there's a difference between competition jiu-jitsu and MMA jiu-jitsu. I think Murata's wrestling is going to keep her out of some role, some some things that Janjiroba could maybe get her in in a, in a grappling competition. we got five-minute rounds. This is MMA. This isn't grappling. This isn't um, you know ADCs or whatever. This is going to be fucking wrestling versus jiu-jitsu. They're going to cancel out on the feet, but I think Murata, when she wants to, she can get this fight to the ground, and I think she'll be okay there. I'm, I'm liking this fight. I'm liking this matchup. Plus 125. This was so close to being my dog in the night. You have no fucking idea. So close to being my dog in the night. I passed on it, though. I went with another one. We'll get to that. Um, but I, I like this fight a lot for for uh, Murata, and, and she impressed me. in Her debut her wrestling is top-notch. Top-notch wrestling. All right, next up. Whew. Okay, so this is a name I didn't want to pronounce. Alexis... Alexis Kamur, right? Ohio boy, minus 265, looks exactly like Jason Biggs from American Pie. No one's gonna tell me otherwise. They have the same exact fucking hair. He's a minus 265 favorite, big favorite. He is fighting Nick Nugomereno. I said that so slow. Let me try it again. Nick, Nikolai, they have him Nick here. He's trying to go American, right? Nikolai Newgomerano. I didn't, I don't, I'm not even close. Um Man, this fight... He's plus 200, by the way. This fight's tough. This fight's tough because Nikolai fought that dirty fucking... Ru- now, I'm not saying like he smell. He probably does smell, but that dirty Russian uh, Sarabag Safarov in his UFC debut lost a decision but got cheated pretty much the whole way. This guy wants to get the fight to the floor, wants to submit to you, um, and I think he's very one-dimensional. Alexis Kamur coming off the contender series with a nice... Um, Night Knight knocked out over Fabreau Charant and then, you know, won it, finished up with a win over Justin Ledette, and then just got absolutely fucking dominated by William Knight. A lot of people are picking Nikolai here because Nikolai wants to get the fight to the floor. And Kamur fucking struggled when William Knight was on top of him. Could not get up. Got the shit kicked out of him. He thinks if Nikolai Cappers, I respect. They think if Nikolai takes him to the ground, it's lights out. It's rap. I fucking rap it. I, I can agree with that, right? This is, we're talking about value here. We're talking about, you know, y- y- you try to make money, right? We're trying to cash tickets. Plus 200 is so juicy. You stare at it. You want to pick it. However, when I look at tape of Nicolau, I just think he's so one-dimensional. William Knight had a little more, like he's a little more around. He's a ball of muscle, right? He can knock you out if he wants to, and he can take you down if he wants to. Kamur, gas bad in that fight. Um, I gotta imagine he learned from that, right? And uh I'm gonna go, Khmer. Um, yeah, I'm 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 taking and this is a fight I'm staying away from, though. I'm not betting Kamur at minus 265. I am not that confident. This was a fight that was really hard for me to pick. I dove into this fight, and uh the more I dove in, the more I was back and forth on it. Cause Nikolai can easily take the fight to the ground and possibly get a submission or grind him out. That's his game. But Kamur just got embarrassed his last time out. I trust his team. I think he's going to come out and, and, and look to put heavy hands on Nikolai and, and avoid the ground. And if he didn't learn his lesson from the William Knight fight, then he fucking deserves to lose and, and possibly get cut from the UFC. I'm not saying he will, but you got to come out and you got to show out. This is for your motherfucking job here, dude. So I'm going to go. Alexis Kamur, it's a no bet for me, though. It's Dogger Pass. Shout out Dogger Pass Podcast. Stalking pass for me, and and I just don't trust Nikolai. I'm not going to take that 200, even though I know I got some guys listening that are gambling men that put their fucking nuts on the table and they're willing to take that 200, and and I have no problem with that. I'm just my pick is uh, Alexis Kamara. All right, next up, Diego Lima versus Matt the Immortal Brown. Diego Lima minus 177. Matt Brown plus 140. Another fight that was really tough for me to pick. So Matt Brown, is he retired? Is he not retired? Is this is it? Is this what me? What are we doing here? Right? Are we back and forth. The immortal one, the Ohio one. Matt Brown, he's from uh where is he from? I think he fights out of Columbus, but he's from I think what where is fight it says he's fighting out Cincinnati, Ohio. He hasn't fought at Cincinnati, Ohio like ever. I don't know why I keep saying that. Exenia, Ohio. That's right. Exenia, Ohio. A bunch of, bunch of trash up there. Anyways, coming off two losses, right? So he lost, got knocked out by Miguel Baeza and he lost a decision to Carlos Condit in a fun fight. Um, You know, this guy's been up and down in his career, moved out to Colorado, went back to Ohio, didn't want to fight, wants to fight, you know, a guy, and he's older. I think he's 40 something. So a guy like that, you, you got to put a big question mark on. But then to Diego Lima, a guy who. Fought below Muhammad and looked pretty good. His takedown offense was was lights out in that fight. Um, and this is a guy who's like been he's been on the Ultimate Fighter twice and like went to the finals twice or something. Like this guy, you can't get rid of him. Um, and and his brother just fought Douglas Lima, who was uh, you know is the better Lima brother. He looked like complete dog shit in his fight. Uh, maybe Diego, the one thing Diego maybe should teach his brother some takedown offense. This fight put me in a pretzel a little bit because I want to go chalk. And I want to go Diego Lima, but Diego Lima's got a little bit of a chin issue. And the one thing Matt Brown has in his arsenal is he's got that power. He's got good elbows in the clinch, and he's got fucking hands for three rounds. And Diego Lima slowed down big time against Bolo Muhammad got pieced up by Bolo Muhammad. Muhammad is better boxing than Matt Brown, no doubt about it. Matt Brown has better power. But Diego slowed down and got hit a lot in that fight. I can see Diego clipping him, taking him down and submitting him. I can totally see that. That's a prop maybe we'll talk about it on Friday, with whatever that prop is. But for right now, I mean, how can I go against the immoral one? And, baby, send him home. Send, send him home, home early. So I send him home on the night. Matt Brown, I think, is going to catch Diego Lima early. And uh, put him out. Diego's Lima's chin has been tested before, has failed several tests. And Matt Brown, as old and hairy as that son of a bitch is, he has power. And he's going to fucking put Diego out. And, uh, yeah, this is a fight. Again, plus 140, another underdog. Um, I, I like him as a send-at-home here. I think this is a prop play fight. Uh, fight. Uh, that's hard to say. Prop, my headphones just got unplugged. Great. You know. I should edit that out because I'm doing video and I look like an idiot. But you know, I'm keeping it in. Okay. This is real here. This is real shit. Um, No, Matt Brown, again, I think he's going to. I lost my train of thought because of fucking headphones came out. Come on, man. Get it together. Our next fight, you got Wellington Turman plus 125 versus Bruno Silva minus 155. This is interesting to me because Silva hasn't fought in a a long time. Got a couple knockouts on his record. And uh, I believe it was a USADA thing or he, he tested it before or what happened. Don't know exactly what happened. But he hasn't fought in a long time. Wellington Terman is a guy who I used to be kind of high on. You know, a Brazilian guy named Wellington Terman. I think that's pretty fucking cool. But uh, he's really failed me lately. He's a grappler. You know, he got knocked out his last time out. He likes to get to the fight to the ground. He's not a finisher by any means. And uh, But he's just like a grimy, like way on you t- type of dude. He's got to fix the cardio issues. He just has to. And Bruno Silva coming off a long layoff. He's excited to fight. What's his cardio like? There's a lot of question marks about this fight. Bruno Silva, big, heavy-handed guy. But again, was it because he was on steroids? Was it because of the shit he was taking? Like, what is it? Wellington term and... Saw a picture of him recently bearded up and he looks, he's always looking in incredible shape, you know, but he's coming off a knockout to Andrew Sanchez, which is very embarrassing because Andrew Sanchez doesn't knock anybody out before that he beat Marcus Perez. And then he has a loss, a split decision loss over Carl Roberson. The Roberson fight's not a good look either because you know, it's not a high level, high level guy. Bruno Silva, by the way, this picture you see here, I mean, there's two Bruno Silva's in the FC. I mean, this is the only picture I could find of him, right? The, the other one's the 125 er I can give this guy some love here, too. But, uh, you know, he, he oh, that that's right. He never made his UFC debut. He got busted when he got signed. He was in the M1 challenge, knocking everyone out, knocked out Alexander Shemanko, which is actually a pretty big feather in your cap. Shemanko has had 67 fights. He's only been knocked out once or twice. That is that is a big feather in your cap there. And then uh, Artem Frolov. I thought that was Artem Lebov. And I said, whoa, this dude knocked out Lebov? <laughs> Artem the goat? Uh, yeah. No, there was is another Artem, but got busted for uh, usada before he came to the UFC. Hasn't fought since November 2018. Man, this fight, this is this is probably one of my more shakier picks on the uh, on the podcast. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real with you. You're gonna watch cappers if the first time you're listening to me or watching me, you're gonna hear guys going, you know, you know, you pay for their picks and you do this, you do that. All I'm asking you to subscribe. All I'm asking you to do is to fucking rate and review. You do gotta pay me shit. But I'm going to tell you the real, and this is a fight I don't have a good read on because Bruno Silva's been out for so long, and I just don't know what that means. He's going to come out hot, and Wellington Terman did not like when Andrew Santos come out hot. So you would think that my pick is Bruno Silvia, but in actuality, it's Wellington Terman, baby. I can't give up on the guy. I saw something in this guy many, many fights ago Right when I was researching him. I saw something in him. Um, and i feel like there's something there there's a grittiness there's a toughness i think he's good on the ground he's big he's strong if he can get this fight to the ground i think he could win this fight he just has to straighten up that cardio we don't need this isn't a muscle contest this isn't you know he's shredded to shit get some good cardio and then we're talking but uh yeah i'm a, this is a shaky pick i i you know i when i give out picks i keep my picks i don't i don't backtrack because i'm giving you these picks but this is the one that I'm a little shaky on, right? And, and again, I don't know if I rushed through it or not. I just there's just too many question marks about Bruno Silva, in my opinion. Making his UFC debut, three year layoff, steroids. How is it? How is this all impacting him? You know what I mean? I just scares me a little bit. Wellington Tournament can make it a rough night. You know, he had two really close fights in the UFC: split decision loss, a unanimous decision win, and then he got knocked out. So he can make this fight ugly and, and take it to the judges and. And we'll see. We'll see. I just, I just don't love him. All right. Next up, Julian Arroza, plus one fifteen versus Sung Woo Choi. I, I think I fucking nailed that. Minus one forty three. So this fight's very interesting because Sung Woo Choi is a guy who kind of slipped in between my radar. Like I remember him, and then I forget him. I remember the U- Uzi Law fight. I remember the Sumo McIntyre fight, but I really remember the Gavin Tucker fight. It was a very, very close fight. Gavin Tucker took over in that third round. Tall, lankier striker. Enter Julian Rosa, who's basically the same thing. They're built the same. They like this strike. Julian Rosa is way more creative. He's awkward. He comes from different angles. Sumo Choi is very technical. So it's, it's, it's a mix of styles. Similar body types, mix of styles. Julian Rosa is one of those guys. So he's on the ultimate fighter, right? Got an ultimate fighter, got knocked out, I think, in the finale or something, or or maybe got a shot in the UFC, and then went away from the UFC, wins, gets brought on the contender series, loses, goes away in the UFC again. They bring him in on a short notice fight against Sean Woodson, huge underdog, wins, knocks out Nate the train. Now he's in the UFC. Now he's a slight dog where he's a dog in all those fights. There's somebody in the UFC who sees talent in this guy. I see talent in him. I like his style. His chin's been an issue in the past where he gets caught up in, in, in a brawl and he gets, he's he been put down before, he's been knocked out before. His cardio's kind of fed him in the past. His takedown defense is not super world-class. But I think he's working on those things, and I just like him being so fucking awkward, right? Sue Choi is going to come out. He's going to do his basic shit. Decent kicks, decent hands. Everything's going to be right. Julian Rose is going to come out and kind, of, and kind of be a little funky, style on him a little bit. And I like that shit. I like that shit. Whoever keeps signing Julian Rosa must be in my brain because he's seeing talent and I'm seeing the same talent. And, I mean, we're here for one thing and one thing only, and that's dogs, baby. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need more dogs. Be a dog. This is my underdog lock of the night. Julian Rosa plus 115. I think you get incredible value on your money here. Sung so, Wu Choi again. This is gonna be a case of if it gets to the third round, who has the better cardio? I've seen both guys slow down. Julian Rosa has a lot more fights than he does and has fought better competition. I don't think Wu uh Choi really has anything for Rosa um besides the fact that if Rosa gets lazy, if he gets lazy and again he, he doesn't have the best chin in the world, if he gets caught, gets lazy, it could be a problem. Woo Choi can come out and just be like, you know what? I got wrestled my last couple fights. I'm going to come out. I'm going to be a wrestler. I've been submitted before by Gavin Tucker. I'm, that's what I'm working on. I'm going to come out, and this guy's the same exact fucking size as me. I'm going to come out and I'm going to wrestle him. That it could potentially happen. I hope it doesn't, okay? I hope it doesn't because what I want to happen is I want uh, Julian Rosen to knock him out. I like that prop as well. Julian Rosen by finish, plus 115, underdog lock of the night. You know I'm betting it. You know I'm rocking with it. Um I won my dog week last week. Lauren Murphy squeaked, squeak by, but I got it. Um but yeah, I like uh I like uh Julian Rosa here. It's gonna be a good fight. It's gonna be a close fight. It's gonna be a good fight. Fight I'm looking forward to a lot in this card. All right, Marlon Vera versus Davy Grant. Marlon Vera is a minus 230 favorite. David Grant's plus 180. This is a rematch. They fought many, many moons ago. And I said. I basically put my reputation on the line the last time David Grant fought. I had Jonathan Martinez. Jonathan Martinez was my mortal lock of all mortal locks. I said it was a reputation fight. I said there was going to be repercussions if if Jonathan Martinez did not lose. Um, I lost a ton of money, right? I believed it. I don't know what the punishment is going to be yet. I don't quite know. I have slept on David Grant, and he's on a nice little run here, and I have slept on him for his entire career, and I don't think things are going to change. I just... He's got power, right? He's got heart. He's got a good chin. Uh, and, you know, he's good on the ground as well. That's what people, including myself, forget is he's more of a jiu guy. That's what he came into the f- a sport as. And now he's got this awkward s- striking style that he's catching people and knocking them out. And to Marlon Vera, who I've never been blown away by. When he fought my guy Sugar Sean, I thought Sugar Sean was going to walk through him. Because Marlon backs up most of the time. Backs up, non-aggressive, always in a super fucking close fight usually loses a split decision or wins a decision. That's just his style. I mean, look at the auto fight. Look at the Song Young Dong fight. Uh, and then he went after O'Malley. Perillo's his head coach. He's fighting in California, fighting out of California. Perillo's got to tell this guy, you got to get after David Grant. David Grant is hittable. David Grant c- cannot walk Vera down. I think Vera takedown defense is a little bit questionable. I don't think he's all that great off the ground, off his back. I mean, David Grant might be wanting to look for that. But, you know, I don't know. I don't love the number on this fight. (coughs) Name another podcaster that sneezes on his fucking podcast. damn! The one time I do video, I yank my headphones out of my ear. I fucking sneeze. Jeez, Brian, get it together. Um, But Davey Grant, more than very, I don't like the line. Minus 230 is a little steep for me. I'm not sold on Barry yet, you know. I thought he looked good in the O'Malley fight because he came forward, he was aggressive. They had a little heat on that fight, uh, and and both these guys are very confident. I saw some interviews, they did some press earlier this week, and both guys are very, very fucking confident in their skills on who's going to win this fight. I think it's going to be Marlon Vera. I'm I'm going to go chalk here. I just think he's a better fighter. But again, if if there's one fight to fade me on, it's this one. Because I have not got a Davey Grant fight right, I think, ever. So I think every time I pick against David Grant, he wins. So I'm doing you a service to telling you that so you can go place some wages on Grant. Because I think I'm his fucking kryptonite. Or he's my kryptonite. I can't get this fucker right. So do what you will. But my pick, my official pick is Martin Bear. Even though I hate the line. All right, next up. God, I hate this fucking fight. Plus 175, Alexio Lennox versus Sergey Spivak, minus 225. Why is this the co main event? I mean, they're like, Vera could have been co main event. Julian Rosa could have been co main event. Um, Kenito Morata, I know she just made a debut. Salinsberger, Williams is an interesting fight. There's a lot of people that could have been co main event, but they put this fucking thing on. Neither. I don't like either guy, right? Alexio Lennox, like 45 years old. I know people love him. He's got. Incredible power, he's he's strong, he's this, but listen, he's almost has he almost has a hundred fights and he, and he does the same thing every single time, right? He's that good at it, but he hasn't evolved, right? The only thing that he's really involved in was his cardio. He really trimmed down and, and straightened his cardio out for that Fabrizio. We're doing fight, but he's coming off two straight knockouts. Sergei Spivak, he wants to take this fight to the ground. He wants to take you down, he wants to fuck you up on the ground. He doesn't want to stand up with you, he wants to take you down. He might want to stand up with Alexi Olenek here, possibly... Um, he's the younger fighter I know. Yanni the Greek always picks young fighters, but I'm gonna uh, yeah. I mean I'm gonna go younger fighters. Well I'm gonna go Sergei Spivak. I mean, fuck for fuck's sake, Alexei is too old, too one dimensional, and I just I just don't like this fighter. I mean it's cool. This this could have been maybe opening the main card. They're both kind of names. You're pushing heavyweights. I get it. People do like Alexei Lenik. I'm not one of them. Um, co-main event though. Yeesh. Yeesh. Beesh. But next now we're on the main event here. Let's go. Let me take a little drink of my special juice. We got Korean Zombie, minus 110, versus Dan Ige, minus 110. I like to call this the Brian Pichu special because this is what I doubt a fight I love. I love two super competitive guys in a super competitive vision, evenly matched, and they're dead even on the odds. I'm actually surprised. I thought Ige would be the favorite a little bit. He's been a little more active. He's fought the better competition lately. Just not got, knocked out Gavin Tucker, who's very high on my list. Had a word of Calvin Catered. Beat Edson Barbos in a very close fight at 145. Edson Barbos only lost at 145. The Zami getting dominated by Brian Ortega. Does not fight super actively. His striking, I think, isn't getting any better. I think it's staying the same, but he still has that one touch knockout power. I think I is hungry, he just had a kid. He's tasted the high level he's tasted the main event he's tasted these guys who who are right there and he and he wants it and and I like that I respect EA. He, he's tough he's got a good chin he's durable his boxing's good his grappling is coming a long way San Jung, uh sang jong or Chen song Jung, all are known as the Korean zombie very good on the ground right people forget sleep on this guy he's got twister submissions he, he, he's he's lights on the ground but he likes to stand up and bang. Hopefully, after the Ortega or loss, where he got beat Pillar to post, hopefully he's like, you know what? This is mixed martial arts. I need to fucking take this fight to the ground. I need to mix it up. His best success against a guy like Dean Ige is taking him to the ground. Ege is going to slowly lull him into his fight, fight at his pace, and, and, and pick him apart. Because I think uh, Chen Sung Jung has good boxing, has good striking, but I think he's a little slower, and I think he's a little more powerful than Ige. But... I just don't think he can keep up with Ige. So with that being said, this is my best bet, boys. My mortal lock, Dan Ige. He's the best. I love it. He's the best. This is my best bet. Minus 110. You're getting even fucking money on a guy who I think should... Downright be the favorite. I think Ige is far superior right now than uh Korean Zombie. The Zombie can come out and surprise me though, right? I I have I don't have a good track record picking against him for him. Whatever the case may be, he um people sleep on him a little bit because he goes away for a little bit, then he comes back. Th- that's kind of a good thing because of how much punishment he does take in fights. But I just think Ige is just in that sweet spot right now. His timing, his power look great against Gavin Tucker. His confidence is high. He even looked good against Cater, even though he, he he dropped that fight. All right, that's it, baby. That is it for the podcast. Now we're back to the single shot. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. This is where you're going to be watching the stats. Subscribe to MMA takes podcast on Apple iTunes, Apple's podcast, whatever the fuck they're calling it. And make sure you rate and review. Also, I'm on Spotify. If you like what you saw, let's make some money this weekend. That's all I care about. Okay. that's all I care about if my pick made you money, I'm happy. I'm a happy man. Because they're going to make me money this weekend, right? Tomorrow night on Twitter, we're going to do a prop show. So, MMO takes podcasts on Twitter. I think it'll be on YouTube as well. I think I'll stream both platforms. But uh, come hang out. Come chat. Give us your picks. Tell us what your winners are. I love to hear it. And uh, let's motherfucking go, okay? See you. Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! Fucker, back! Come on! Fucker! Escort this gentleman to the door. Come on. Do you see that shit? Good. He's real good. <laughs> the name stall.